just puts my mind at ease. I'll find the answer if I get down on my knees. When my back's against the wall and the mountain seems so tall, and I ain't it wonderful just to know him. Just to know him just sets my mind at ease. I'll find the answer if I get down on my knees. When my back's against the wall and the mountain seems so tall, ain't it wonderful? just to know him. Huh. What does it say now that old Jordan, deep and wide, I don't remember how it goes. And when it's time to cross the tide over Jordan, deep and wide, ain't it wonderful just to know him? Now that dark river, I'll not fear, for my Jesus will be near. Ain't it wonderful just to know him, just to know him sets my mind at ease. I'll find my answer if I get down on my knees. Now when my back's against the wall and the mountain seems so tall, ain't it wonderful just to know him? Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, we sure do love you today. Lord, we finna open your word. Lord, I know we're going to look at it. Some people are not going to have the Bible. They're just going to be listening, and that's good. I'm glad to hear. Lord, the Bible said, he that hath an ear, let him hear. Why in the world wouldn't you happen to have this treasure chest, your own Bible that you can carry home, you can open up. When trials of life comes, you can see, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil, for thou art with me. Lord, you'll see in that Bible, it says, if you had in much... Faith is a grain of mustard seed. You can speak to any mountain, anything in your life, anything that's troubling you in life, anything that's hindering you in life. You can speak to it, and it's got to move. Hmm. You can read in that Bible how in the end times there's going to be a form of godliness, but it ain't got no power in it. We ain't got no resurrection power in it. It's got nothing going to set you free. It's not nothing going to give you real joy and real happiness. Won't ever tell you about something's going to live inside you. But Lord, this treasure chest we got lets us know there's a Holy Ghost. There's a down payment. There's an earnest of the Spirit that we already have living inside of us. God, I thank you for another day that God, you bless us with. God, I thank you for everyone that's come today, everyone that's sitting in here today that made an effort and how probably Satan came to many people today told them why, every reason why they shouldn't come, but God, I thank you for the ones that did come. Lord, I pray that you'll rain down on us today. I thank you most of all. Above my health, above I can stand here. Lord, I thank you for one to pray for the anointing to be the only old simple pastor today. God, I ain't got sense enough to hardly do nothing, but Lord, we can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthened us. And God, it's my, it's, it's my desire, Lord, that God, that this word would be preached in a way today that God, it would, just, it would just splatter on them, Lord, the ink out of the Bible, Lord, that it would be able to go into a place that it would hide down deep and it would stain in a part. If not today, they give their life to Jesus, that that thing would sting them, that stain them and sting them in such a way that, Lord, it would draw them to repentance and they too could have the joy of knowing Jesus. Lord, I look around so many times. People in church, I see they don't have no joy. Oh, they just live for an event. Maybe some events are gonna come up so they can smile and laugh a little while. Then, then it's gone. But God, I thank you for that joy that just keeps on going. I thank you for that present help in our time of trouble. I'm glad, Lord, that you just saved the days and night. You saved my soul. God, you ain't changed a bit. God, you was gracious and merciful to me that night. Lord, you reached down your hand. You took away my sin. Lord, you redeemed me by the blood of the Lamb. And I woke up this morning, God, and you the same God that met me at that seminary God altar, Lord. When you redeemed me from my sin, you, you let me know that you done paid it all. 
And all of him I owe. Sin had done left a crimson stain, but you wash as white as snow. God saves souls today. God shake that religious person that's just barely getting by when they can be more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. We love you, Lord, and we thank you for what you're going to do in this place today. In Jesus' name we pray, and everyone said, Amen. You got your Bibles, I want you to turn to Hebrews chapter 12. We're going to be preaching right there. Lord got me over here to this text because of what he told me. He told me there's a cross standing in your way. A cross standing in the way. It's, uh, it's something that's undeniable that you're going to have to see it. You're going to have to face it. You're going to have to accept it or you're going to have to reject it. But I'm glad when it comes to the cares of this world. Well, I'm glad from the saint of God, lost person too. Satan, I, I preached the other day, he said, told Peter, said, I desire to sift you like wheat. I desire to tear you up. I desire to just gobble you up with life. I desire for you never be happy. You're just going to follow the course that everybody else done done. They, 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 they get a job, you get a job. They get married, you get married. They have kids, you have kids. They build a house, you build a house. And all that time, you ain't got no happiness on you. Well, I come to tell you, there ain't but one happiness. There ain't but one joy that's going to always last. It's got to start from the inside. And that joy is going to start the day that you receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost that you said, God, I want to die so you can live inside of me. Oh, yeah, it's more than just believing in the hill called Mount Calvary. It's accepting. I said several weeks ago, your sin, Ronnie Holmes had told me yesterday what I'd said, uh, I get to preaching, I don't know how much I do say. But your sin ain't gonna what send you to hell. Now that's profound. But you're not accepting payment for your sins, what's gonna send you to hell. Your debt was paid for your sin 2,000 years ago. That old account done been settled way back down the road. And I'm so glad that I come along and it already done been done when I got here. And all I had to do is accept you by faith. Amen. If you got your Bibles and you're looking at the word in Hebrews chapter 12, I, I love this verse here. I, I love uh, what it's trying to say and all that it's saying. I, I believe you could preach on these verses and I'm going to try maybe just a few. It says, wherefore, seeing that we are also compelled we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. Let us lay aside every weight and sin that does so easily beset us, and let us run the patience with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, for who for the joy was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider, somebody say consider, him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest ye be weary and faint in your mind. I wished I had liberty. I know what Paul was saying in his writings when he said, I desire to give you meat, but I can't. You gotta give you milk because you won't go that far. When I, I thought about the word and I thought about things when it said, for consider him that endures such contradictions. I'm not gonna say anything about it, but I think about the man that the Lord sent us as our president. And for four years, they get up every day and all of a sudden they saying we need to be sweet. We do need to be sweet. But they don't remember what they done done to this man for four years. Lied on him. Now I'm just using this as a suggestion. I'm not getting political on you. If I can help it. But every day, can you imagine every day getting up somebody lying on you? Can you imagine they, they go by on attorneys, the best loggers. They don't spend their money. They spend your money. <laughs> they get your money out of your pocket 
to go try to make a man look bad. And I'm tying this in with Jesus now, what's real. I'm not really talking political to you. I'm just talking what's real. And they strike out every day. And every day, Chad, they just keep on every day gnawing on a man, gnawing on a man. That's probably the only president that ever went to a place and spoke on what a crime it was to kill millions of babies every year. Now I want to think about Jesus. How that he never did nobody no harm. Didn't ever do nothing but try to help the situation. To try to protect a blind man by giving him sight where he can see where he's going. Taking a man that was on a stretcher. They brought him in and he told him, he said, listen man. They lowered him down through the roof. He said, just take up your bed and just walk. A man that was at a gate called Beautiful. Been carried in there every day, Barbara. He told that man, Peter and John, they said, look upon us. Said, silver and gold have I none. But that man that they've been persecuting every day, in his name, in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. And the Bible said he wasn't leaping and praising God. But he was suffering every day. This Jesus was. He, he suffered contradiction everywhere that he went. Matter of fact, he, he would try to get to the next town before the religious people. Did you hear what I said? Religious people got to him. Let me tell you something. Religion ain't going to get you nowhere. But I tell you what, if you've been born again, redeemed by the blood of the Lamb, that you come with a childlike faith. You got a, you, you done, you done got all that old other stuff out of the way. You done humbled yourself. You done got that pride out of the way. Pride's gonna keep a whole lot more folks out of heaven that, that drugs and alcohol, pornography and all those things, that won't keep you out of heaven not accepting Jesus Christ into your heart for the pardon of that sin will keep you out of heaven. <laughs> You ain't so bad God can't reach down and save you. You ain't so bad that God, look, I've never met somebody that was too bad that God couldn't save them. Bible said, wherefore seeing we're all so compassed about. It's a reminder for us that it's a race that's set before us. So many times church folks, can I, are you listening? Say you're listening. Church folks don't know nothing about no race. All church folks know about if I go to church on Sunday and I get in there and wallow me out of spot and get real comfortable and pay my tithe, then I'm surely going to heaven. The Bible says many people are going to come to me one day and they're going to say, Lord, Lord, hadn't I done all these things? Finally, you said, but Brother Eddie, I, I came down one night and, and I was almost embarrassing and, and I kneeled down and, then, and then, I, then, then we got baptized and we got all those things. But ain't nothing living inside you. Ain't nothing living inside you. Ain't nothing real inside you. The Bible says we got a race to step before us and he saved us. Got, you got to keep a mindset when it said, then we got that great cloud of witnesses. People that's been beheaded. John the Baptist, Peter hung upside down. Abraham looking afar off for that city that was talking about. Those, those ones that's gone on before us and by now there's maybe some men or women of God that you knew that would pray for you anywhere. When I think about a God, the woman, I, I can't help my mind go to, and I, I know it's probably a bad analogy, but I, I think about Saffron's son, that woman with that big purse coming in, meaning business, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Call Fred, you fish-eyed fool. Y'all you, you know who I'm talking about. But I, I think about ladies in, in the church. It may not be a good analysis, but people that meant business, you better not even murmur the word about needing prayer. Kept a bottle of oil in a purse with them. Carried a handkerchief when they come to church. They was flagging the preacher down. 
Go on, preach, preach, preach the word. Why? Because they was, they was in a race. They didn't have to endure some things. They didn't have Satan come to them after they probably done, done some things from the heart that would try to discourage them along the way. Sin. I'm going to tell you one of the greatest sin church folks can have. Talking about laying side of weight, we wouldn't go to some other things, but weight of unbelief. Oh, that's a sin. Unbelief is a sin. Can you imagine in heaven having unbelief? I don't know if that's really him or not. How do we know that's him? How do we know that that ain't a mark somebody didn't put in them hands when he showed us the nail-scarred hands? Doubt. Doubt is a terrible thing. Scripture, a teacher said, said, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. Help my doubt. Help my fear. Fear is not going to enter heaven. We don't live up under the spirit of fear. We don't worry about those things. We, we turn all, we cast all of our cares upon the Lord. So it's a reminder to keep our mindset how people discourage us sometimes. You know, we'll be the first one to say, I'm not living my life for whoever. But you'll sure let the, whatever they do control you if you don't watch it. I had a cowboy guy when I was down in Umbrella. I seen something kind of happening. You don't never know the situation. These two guys was real close. And I prayed they still are. And I was in there. I already done had that wreck, so I was just cleaning stalls. I was trying to work the soreness out, really. Couldn't get on the horse. I said, well, I'll just be he stall boy. <laughs> so I was in there shoveling poop is what I was doing putting fresh shavings in there for the horses. A fella come by, it was early in the morning, about 5.30 in the morning. Still dark outside there. I said, hey, come here. What is it, Brother Ed? I said, I need to tell you something. I said, I don't know exactly what's going on, but I need to say something to you. Sometimes we look at situations, what people are going through in life, and maybe sometimes we... For some reason, I don't know who we think we are. <laughs> well, the Bible said examine yourselves whether you be of the faith. It didn't ever say examine nobody else. It also says uh, confess your faults one to another. It never really said for you to confess somebody else's fault. You know, God's in the saving business. God's in the forgiving business. Now, I don't know if you know this or not, but you can't save nobody. And you can't really offer forgiveness for nobody. Only God can do that. Brother Larry, I was thinking, I said, I need to talk to you. His name was Michael. I said, Michael, I need to say this to you. There's something developing. And I said, uh, don't never let something hinder your relationship with someone by what you see or what you hear. Boy, I'm thinking about it. Is that Peter and John said, all I can speak on the things I've seen and heard. <laughs> Woo! I wouldn't be up there preaching this if I, ain't never, if I ain't done seen God heal. I ain't never seen God touch. Amen. Brother Carl, I remember that night we was over in that Browns Hospital. I remember your mama being healed first of that kidney stone. <laughs> Woo! I remember Mr. Springfield. I seen his brother the other day. Do you know who I am? I said, I know exactly who you are. I went talking about that night. We done left up here at College Hill, went to that hospital. That man had been laying in that bed for days and days. His wife was there. The black gentleman, his eyes done get just got all just kind of milky. Were you there, Brother Johnny? Woo! Larry, was it not a happening? I'm here to tell you, we went to praying in Jesus' name. The Holy Ghost came in that room in such style. I was against the wall, and it was just like it just threw me against that wall. Like I was stuck to it. That big man done throw that leg plumb off that bed. That wife done hollered. What was his name? Springfield. Jesse. Jesse. Man. He done opened them eyes. You could tell they ain't been open a long time. Man, he was just saying something. I said, tell your wife you love her. <laughs> tell your wife you love her. He was looking. Jesse, you done woke up. Boy, he told that wife his he loved her. And I tell you what. It was a spirit fell all in that room. 
God's real. Let me go back to Michael. So Michael, don't you, don't you never put somebody in a place or let something change your relationship with somebody but maybe what you think they done done to someone else or done, period. Why don't you just, why don't you just let a person stand in good favor with you on what they've done to you? I always ask yourself the question, what kind of person has this person been to me? I can go on and make up my mind what I think about them and what, my boy, I wish God would get them or whatever. I just think they're such a bad thing. But why don't you always just ask yourself a question? Why don't I just go ahead and make my mind up what this person is but what they've been to me? Oh, when I think about the goodness of Jesus and when I think of what he's done for me, man, don't you never, Man, don't you never. I tell you what, what, what we deserve, ain't we so glad that we don't get what we deserve? So when I said we got to keep a mindset on God, don't, don't, don't get in to scorn people. Don't ever elevate folks, nobody. Let every man be a liar and let God be the truth. When it comes down to real deal God stuff, don't never put nobody in that. Nobody. But sometimes, don't we let, don't folks just kind of, how the devil will use it, won't he, Brother Jason? Huh? If she was all that, seemed like she would have cooked me a pie. She, she should have told me she's going to go buy that dress. She already knowed I done looked at it and tried it on her. Us men, we, we worse than you women. Oh, I ain't going back. Well, who was you going for to start with? I remember, man, I'm going to get on with this. I'm going to finish. I don't like five more minutes anyway. Remember a man walk, coming in the Hardee's a long time ago because there ain't no Hardee's here. It was a long time ago. I'm 37 now, so it was probably 10, 12 years ago. Anyway, he come in, was so upset that done messed up his order. He done about tore up the whole place, just hollering. He said, I'm going to make it my business. I'm never going to come back in this place again. I mean, just, it was embarrassing. Chad, next morning, here walked that man just like ain't nothing happened. <laughs> Give me a sauce and biscuit and two potato tops and whatever. I mean, I thought, man, let me tell you something. Don't, don't let folks control your life. Don't, don't, don't let them ever get to a place that you're going to stop doing what you're doing. Don't never let nobody have that kind of power over you. I don't care if it's a thief that lives next door that's going to change you and make you be angry. I'm just not going to never have nothing to do with my neighbors no more. I, I'm just going to, I mean, I, I, I pastor people like, that's the reason why I don't get close to folks. It seems like I'm always getting hurt. Well, you can say a whole lot about that. A mindset. It's a reminder. Wherefore, seeing that we're compassed about with such a great a cloud of witnesses, we got a cheerleading team, as I preached to you this verse before, that's cheering us on. That the, the reason why they cheering us on because so many people that's in the Word of God had to go through some persecution. And if you can't get a hold of that, think about what all Jesus went through. And so it says, seeing that we're compassed about with such a great a cloud of witness, people that was made, was martyrs or whatever, they, was, they had to give their life for Jesus. And being that we got all them, let it be an encouragement to us to lay aside any hindrance, anything that would want to come to our mind and just hindrance hinder us from doing what we need to do. This verse right here said, let us, let us keep running. Don't quit running. What he, what he has done for us is enough to keep running. What, who he is is enough to keep running. What he can do for us is enough to keep running. 
You know that God is more precious than all the money that there is in the world. Y'all have heard about that? Antichrist? You've heard that word, ain't you? If you've heard that word, you know the scripture around about the Antichrist has said it. It already is at work. There are some things that's going to happen in a few days because that Antichrist spirit is so hard at work. <clears throat> you better watch what vaccine you're going to take. Myself today, I don't need no vaccine. The Lord didn't kept me this long. Do you know there's all kind of mind-altering drugs? Maybe we need to ask the question, who made the vaccine? Where did it come from? Do you remember? And I, I, got, I got to go on and try to make a point and quit. And I, I got some good things that the Lord gave me to write down. If I don't do nothing, read them to you. I'll be, remember me telling you about the time I had a gallstone in a in a hospital and they come with some kind of something and they told me to take this and I said, well, what is it? I just happened to say, well, what is it? I, I don't know. I, I think I said it just Parker for just making conversation. I said, what is it? I said, well, I don't know exactly. It's, uh, what are you in here for? I said, well, they say I got on. They're going to take it out in the morning. I was just wondering what I'm taking. You know, I just want, I'm going to take it. Just give it, say anything to me. I'm so, I'm so crazy. I'm going to take it. <laughs> All of a sudden, the lady looks around. She said, this is like room 256. I said, no, I'm 257. One number off can get you in a lot of trouble. <laughs> Are you give, trying to give me something? My body be going to try to have a baby. Here I'm a man. I can't have no baby. I mean, it's going to be trying to do, do things. Listen. What we don't understand is Satan, what's going on in our country, it's good against evil. And evil will do anything. And how do you know that it ain't something in a vaccine that's going to alter your mind to make you think things or feel in a way that you never thought you'd feel and have you to do things you shouldn't do? God's trying to protect us. God is sending people and trying to protect us so things won't happen. A mindset. Sometimes I think I only said that. Boy, I went deep on you right there. I know. But Satan comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He would love for you to have something in your mind. As I've seen people at, at funerals, as I've said so many times before, one of their good friends gave them a pill so they could make it through the day. They never got to grieve. They never got to mourn. They never got to cry. They never got to feel a real hug because they had a mind-altering drug that they couldn't be comforted. They never heard the word that the preacher had for them at the, at, at the graveside or at the service because their mind had been altered by a drug. Let me tell you something, believers. Don't let your mind be being altered about what somebody else has done done where they're going, what they're doing. Don't let your mind be altered because somebody let you down. <laughs> Can you believe we say that? Bill Myers just let me down. Well, Bill Myers never lifted me up. He's my good brother-in-law, but, but now he, he knows what I'm saying. I'm not picking on him or sometimes it's, but he never lifted me up. Me and Bill know there wasn't nobody but Jesus when we was in that old Myra clay. That's right. When we was in that old horrible pit, it wasn't really the preacher. Maybe the preacher read some word. Maybe we preached the word, but it wasn't the preacher that lifted me up out of that clay. It ain't going to be the preacher that lets me down. It's going to be the Holy Ghost that's going to hold me up and is going to undergird me and ain't going to never leave me nor forsake me. Boy, I tell you what, if I could only preach, I think I'm almost jump over that road right there. I'm not so happy. I'm telling you, at present, help he is to you. My word, we want to call ourselves so spiritual sometime. Just pray for us. I mean, just pray for us. 
You know, done, Renee, we done got up and sung victory in Jesus. But just pray for us. Pray for us if we struggle up and down these roads. You know, all of them like me done got a little heavy set anyway. Just pray for us. Yeah, I can tell you, just skin and bones, ain't you? Got a nice dress on, brand new pair of shoes, some jewelry hung around your neck, $100,000 bus, and that's all right, and I ain't got no problem, you got a $10,000 bus, but won't you go and say, Ben, you got one? No, a $10 million bus, let me say it that way. Look here, I'm so glad you got one, but when you get up yonder to sing about Jesus, won't you say how God done blessed you with the $10 million bus? How God done blessed you with them brand new clothes that you done wearing? How God done blessed you with that air conditioner you got in that house? How God done blessed you with that heat you got that you can just turn a button on? How God done blessed you that you got up on your own two feet and you're walking this morning? Oh, I can't think about no weight I got. I can't think about no sin I got. About that long tongue you got. But you do it so secretly. Huh? Like I ain't saying nothing. You know, I ain't supposed to be telling this, and I don't know that it'd be true. But, oh, he done saved us. He, we got to keep a right mindset. It says, lay aside that weight. That weight that so easily beset us. The church house would be full today if something wasn't besetting them. There would not be no empty seats in this church. You say, well, now, I don't know if my grandmama would come no matter what. Look here. There's plenty more folks fill up the seats of church. What done beset them that they ain't here? They go into Walmart they standing on the sideline at the football game, elbow to elbow. But just as soon as you leave, they want you to wear a mask in there, but you want your kids standing there side by side. Beset us. What's that thing that's so easy to beset us? What's that thing that set us back? What, what's that come in people's lives that, that all them empty seats are representing somebody? We're going to stand before the Lord one day. Let us lay aside that weight so easy to beset us. All three services together. Are you listening? Say you're listening. All three services together. You're driving time and all. It, it probably ain't that important to you. You know, especially Sunday night. Why am I doing this? I don't know what I'm doing. I, I, I just, we just got y'all back and I'm running y'all off again. But let's just say we did. You know, I know we ain't got to do to go to heaven, but, it's just, but all three of them ain't going to be but eight hours driving and all. But what about when we stand before the Lord? And if we could have that conversation, we're not. Because we're going to know how unworthy we was. What if the Lord says, I saved your seat where you belonged in church at, whatever church it is. See, if you notice, ain't nothing wore out about it. Now, let me go show you Sister Margaret Mitchell's seat. Got some indentions. Yeah. Looked like to me she might have spilt a mascara on it a time or two, probably going through a purse, getting her tithe out. God's all-knowing God. You know how you see it is in your truck when you don't waddle it out of spot? Done rolling in in a while. Yeah. But now your seat, it's just like the day it was bought. An all-knowing God that knows everything. And man, you think you're going to get in heaven. That's why the Bible says, the Bible tells us right here, let us, let us lay aside every way. Being we got people that had to pay a great big price. A great big price. Why in the world couldn't you just lay aside? The Bible says if one be overtaken in a fall anyway, you that are spiritual, go back and restore them. How many of your folks did you know that's spiritual enough to go restore somebody? So you need me to go to court with you? I've had people say, you can't go. So what do you mean I can't go? You can't go. I, I think it's something you don't need to go to. 
So don't you understand, I don't care whether you're guilty or innocent. I'm your pastor. Mm. Ain't you glad? Whew, this may preach right here. Ain't you glad that every day that you got up, when mercy was on its way and coming down the road, look here. Ain't you glad the Lord said, I can't walk with you today? Somebody help me now. I can't talk with you today. I can't hear your prayer today. I'm gonna turn a death ear to you because you got sin in your life. I'm talking about y'all to save, we that are saved. Ain't you glad that he ain't never said, I can't walk with you today? Let us lay aside every weight that so easily beset us in Hebrews 12, 2 right there, don't be blinded to the fact. Look into Jesus, looking. Look into Jesus. He's the Alpha and Omega. He's the beginning and the end. He took man out of the dust of the ground. He spoke the world to existence. He throwed the stars and the moon and the sun in the sky. Who in the world do we think we're talking about? Sat there sometime and look at me like a calf looking at a new gate like, I ain't serving anybody. I ain't preaching about anybody. I'm preaching about the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. I'm talking about the one that inspired men, what he didn't write down himself, inspired men to write this Bible telling you that you can do all things. He come to prosper you and he wants you to be in good health. Don't be blinded. It said, look, and don't be blinded to who he is. Don't be blinded that he was the start of it. He'll be the finish of it. He's the one that spoke it into existence. He'll be one one day said, okay, it's time to go. It's time to go get him. Look into Jesus. Do you know who I'm talking about? Do I need to introduce you to you? Do I need to keep you for three hours? Can't you imagine me keeping you for three more hours? It's going to take me three hours. Chad, tell me when the first hour was up because I need one hour. Just tell you why he came. And I'm going to tell you another hour on what he did when he came. And I'm going to take another hour to tell you what he's been doing since he went back to set the right hand of the Father. How we ain't even got sense enough to pray. The Bible said when we don't even know how to pray, when we don't even know what to say, well, we're making groanings and we're crying, Belinda, sometimes because we just don't understand why something has come our way or whatever. He, he intercedes. And he said, what Belinda needs right here, what Brother Sammy needs right here, what Larry Cook needs right here, what Brother Randy needs right here, what Brother Al needs right here, what Carl Naylor needs right here. This is what he needs. <laughs> how, how do we know? How do we know that Jesus ain't sitting at the right hand of the Father. And I know you're struggling with your faith to tell me what you really need. You have not because you ask not. How do we know that Jesus ain't saying, come on, just say it. Just say it. Just say it. Just say it. The only thing that God stands at attention to anyway, Jesus at the right, the only thing that he stands his attention to anyway is faith. That's it. The Bible said, without faith, it's impossible. Please, God. So Jesus said, say it. Lord, I want to be healed. Mm. Renee, you sung that song about Jacob. Yeah. Huh? What was that song? No, and then the other one, you, you sung another one this morning. Huh? Walk with that limp. Jacob, I would not be denied. You all know I hit my head. <laughs> listen, <laughs> listen. Woo. Man, man. God's so good to me. Amen. So good. Sister Tinker, how do we know? Sin, how do we know that Jesus ain't saying, say it. She's going to say it, Barbara. Go on, say it. And you look at Charles, you say, Charles, you know what? Here's what I want. I'm going to tell Jesus. Yeah. I'm going to go and tell him. He said, come before me boldly. And I've been saying, Lord, I know I ain't worthy. And I, I, and I shouldn't even ask you, but Lord, I sure wish you would have. 
And I don't want you to be on wish list. This, this, ain't, this ain't Rudolph. This ain't. Tell me. Just say it. The Bible says if you'll confess with your mouth, believe in your heart that Jesus has been raised from the dead, that's how you got to say, say it. You have not because you ask not. Say it. But say it in faith. And then start telling folks, you know what I'm praying? You know what's going to happen? <laughs> My house is going to get paid for. <laughs> hmm. Crazy Billy Lemon. That boy's crazy. <laughs> he done made his mind. He wants, him, he wants him a truck. You know what? He's going to have one too. <laughs> He's going to have one. You hear me? Yeah. His only dilemma is he just don't know whether he needs leather seats or cloth seats. Because he got a big old dog he may put in there. I said, well, Billy, well, let's see, Billy. If you get leather seats, that big dog get in there, you're probably going to tear them up. Get cloth seats, that big old dog poops in them seats, you'll probably never get rid of the smell. I don't, I don't know which one you, I don't know. I think by an insulated dog house, you know, you can get a generator, plug it up, Make the whole back end a big old dog house for you, dog. <laughs> Heat and cool, whatever you need to do. Let me tell you something. When Bible, the Bible said, lay aside that weight that's so easily. It said, because of your unbelief, you're already dead. <laughs> Brother Sammy, back there, man, that's a humbling thing. Sometimes he'll call me, got a bridge. They got a big road. They're going to let out. He said, I told him I got to call my pastor. Man, that's a humbling thing. I'm like, well, well what if it don't happen? <laughs> Man, you can't pray like that. Then it wasn't supposed to happen, and God's got something better for you. How many of y'all sitting in here that God has been good to you? You haven't been born again, and God done been good to you. I got some good news to you. He's going to keep on being good to you because he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's God. He won't fail you. Now, let me just stop right here. Let me just stop. I got so much more to say. Here's going to be your biggest sin. You done been blessed so much you can't tell nobody. Ain't that something sometime, Laura? You get blessed so much. Jason, get blessed so much, and God bless you, you know. So well, you know what? One of these days, if you ain't already done to get these boys a four-wheeler. <laughs> Boy, I think about that song now. The blessings of the Lord is here. How many of y'all ever bought you a new truck, thought you had to get mud all over the first day so somebody thought it was used? <laughs> How many of us, Carl, done got something new, first time we're going to drive to church, and we knew that everybody at church going to be jealous? Yeah, we see how it is. Don't you do it, Carl. You got all the money. Huh? They done so jealous. We're all going to tell, what are you so jealous for? Why ain't you happy for me, man? I ain't ever, somebody built a new house, I'm like, man, boy, ain't this, boy, this is nice. I'm just, Chad, ain't you that way? I'm just so excited. <laughs> One of our sins might be like, got this new car, I'm pulling right up in the front door. <laughs> I'm going to put on the front of it, God been good to me. You, it's going to be like that, going to be like that just married thing, you know. I'm going to hang me some cans out of the back of mine when I, when I drive down the driveway, I'm talking about I'm celebrating what the Lord done done for me. You know what? That's what we ought to do. Jesus said, if I be high and lifted up, I'll draw all men to me. When are we going to ever get to the place that we can lay aside the weight and say, yeah, God's been good to me. And when I get through with that, Billy went to sharing me about that truck. I'm so excited about him going to get in the truck. <laughs> you know why? Because on some dark summer days, it's been a whole lot more than one day. Big Daddy would call me and say, Brother Eddie, are you close to the church? I said, well, I can be. So well, Billy done left the house. He's walking out to the church, set up the table and chairs for the meal tomorrow. The Bible says, Carl, he's a rewarder 
of those that diligently seek him. Sin. Trust in God. I'm going to close. Kaylee. Boy, it's hard for me to be the pastor. I throwed old Kaylee on the bus the other day. Kaylee had been around some folks that were sick, and she'd come play the piano. I said, Kaylee, come on to the piano. I didn't see her. I love her so much I felt so bad. Like I don't throw her under the bus, you know. She told me, she said, Brother Ed, I, I was scared I might have stuff, so I slipped out. You know, I didn't want to be around nobody. <clears throat> when I come off that horse down in Umbrella, I told you a story. When I woke up, I thought it was it. I thought, I told a guy, nobody's saved, you better get saved. This, I had a neck brace on, everybody's around. I said, well, I guess this is it, you know. And uh, you know, in doing what we do, I remember when he first started. I remember the first time he rode in a team pinning. You got to run. You can't trot. You got to run. You got to run the horse wide open. It's a timed event. Can't be trotting. <laughs> you got to run. Well, ever since all that's happened. Fear would come to me. And Lord, I'm so sorry. Fear would come at me. You're not going to never do that no more. Finally, I had a boy to ask me, he said, Eddie, you, uh, are you scared? I should have said, yeah. That's what I should have said. You know what I did? I prayed about it. I said, Lord, if this has happened for a reason, and I don't ever need to get back on the horse, would you let me know? <laughs> Chad, when I was down on my knees praying, that altar at over yonder early one of the morning, I said, but Lord, you need to hurry up because I'm getting a bad itch to get on back on the horse. And that's good. But son, yesterday, I decided to go to another horse show. Mm. <laughs> Well, I got in the first class and it was very competitive, real fast. Had to have a real quick time. I got second in that class. That was real good. Got in the next class. It was all God, it wasn't me. Because I'm just going to tell you the truth about it. You can be the very best there and get a bad cow and not do nothing all day. Y'all know what I'm saying? You can get a cow, nobody can stop. So you could be the very best and not do no good. <laughs> I got in the next class. It was four places. I got first and fourth. Now, I'm just saying to God be the glory. But I was riding in that second class. That same saddle was on that horse. It wasn't nothing wrong with the saddle. It was something wrong with the girt. It's the girt. It wasn't the saddle. Listen. When that horse, when that saddle, because that thing broke, went up under that horse, Larry, then that horse was kicking that saddle because that horse was scared. And so it had done tore up what holds the stirrup. So yesterday I'm riding 
and a stirrup comes off. I said, oh. You know what? If I don't tell the other part of the story, if I don't tell the other part of the story, you say you blooming idiot you, but you're going to think I'm a bigger idiot when I tell you this part. I adjusted it, Chad, and I knew it was that way. You know what I did? I went after I got some black tape, and I put some black tape under, and I put some black tape over, so when all that happened, they already know, Brother Eddie, you okay? You sure you can ride? You bet you I'm going to ride. Matter of fact, my buddy done said, you going to show up today? That means you're going to show out today. That's what he was asking. I said, oh, yeah, I'm here to ride. The stirrup come loose. They all like, man, is that the same saddle? Get rid of the thing. <laughs> I go out there and throw it on the ground. I get another saddle out. I come back in there. They all talking like, I said, y'all, let me just get this whole thing straight right now. I already knew the saddle was tore up. I went out there a while ago, took some black tape, put around the top of the little thing that holds it in place where that stirrup can't go down. I done went out there and do that. You know what? You know what? That's what we do as church folks a lot of times. We already know it's an issue. We don't want to go on and fix the situation. We don't want to take the time to fix the situation. We don't want, and then when something happens, all of a sudden, boy, we mad at everybody at the church or what, or to job or whatever. God really does love you. He, he loves you. I mean, he, when we just so ignorant, me, Christy, when I'm just so ignorant and I do something so crazy, Jesus at the right hand of the Father, Ed, he said, there goes that nut again. There it goes again. There it goes. I'm out there on that horse. I'm still making the run, you know, one stirrup. I can't ride too good with both stirrups. Must have one. I ain't going to quit. Let's go. Would you today, as you stand to your feet, be still and know that I'm God, God's God. Lord.